November 2022. This is the Sheffield Hopcast. I'm James. Hello. Um, I had a thought earlier, right? We've been doing this podcast for nearly five years now. We've been doing this. It'll be five years in January that we've been doing it. And this is the first time that we've ever been to the Fat Cat. How has that happened? How have we made it five years without coming here? Are you asking that as a question, uh, rhetorical or got astonished faces? I think I've only been in this pub six times ish in my life. You see, Barnsley boys didn't really come in fat cat. That's what you're wrong side of the border then. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's all right. Um, one of the most important pubs on the Sheffield beer scene. Seems crazy that we've um, that we've not been here. Um, let's do intros then. So we've got the uh, the full gang here. Adam, good evening. Sean, evening. Already heard from him. Sean's always the first voice, isn't he? Laura. Hello. And we've got a couple of special guests with us. Do you want to introduce yourself, guys? Yep, I'm Simon Webster from Thornbridge Brewery. And I'm James O'Hara from Kellam Island Brewery now again. Yeah. <laughs> good, that's a good uh, that's a good introduction. Let me let me do right, let me do the background for this. And, and I joked before we started recording, I'm gonna do my version of the background, then Simon will probably tell me how wrong I get this. So let's see how this goes. So the Fat Cats opened in August nineteen eighty one. Now that means that it's older than Adam. It's older than Laura. Um I, I'm four months and five days older than the fat cat, and Sean is just 37 years <laughs> older than the fat cat. And I've still only been in six times. <laughs> um, 1990, then, was the year that the Kelham Island Brewery opened here, uh, which was the first independent brewery in Sheffield for a century. Um, but uh, we go back to May this year, its closure was announced then, the end of beers which of course means the end of uh, pale rider as well we talked about it a few times on the um, on the podcast reflected and of course it did actually happen those last barrels were rolled out sean you were posting on social media about Final the, last, bottles. the last bottles of um, of kellam island brewery beer that that you had that is until the end of september when it was announced that a consortium had saved the brewery and in doing so had saved Pale Rider, which pretty much brings us to now. How how accurate or otherwise was that? I think that was actually pretty accurate. Pretty good, that. Yeah, yeah. Was that all right? Yeah. Well, it was all just taken from the internet. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know nothing. No lies in, on the internet. In right. it's, it's, all, it's all true. Um, so the task for, I mean, this could be a task for all of us uh, for this evening, is uh, we need a really good episode title for this. So I've been thinking about it. The obvious one would be Pale Rider Rides Again, uh, which I know you've used in some of the some of the branding. I came up with, <laughs> and this is this is the best we've got at the moment because we haven't got anything else. The comeback Kib, K I B, that's Kellam Island Brewery. I like um, that. Thanks for that. So that's that's what we're going with at the moment. Unless any of you five fine people can come up with something better between now and the end of the podcast. Leave it with us. All right. I think um, that ticks my boxes for witty humour to be honest do you think it's I witty like that, yeah. I, I was undecided whether it was witty or just a bit prickish when I came up with it oh, well I, like I, it. I was thinking prickish so yeah, <laughs> I, not, we've got I'm a split surprised. decision <laughs> <laughs> um, right we normally at this point do um, the round the room who's drinking what beer is anyone not drinking Pale Rider me and Laura oh right okay go on we got here a bit earlier and got carried away and got a, got a pre-beer which neither of us have managed to finish <laughs> yet in time for the episode so we've both got Chin Chin Brewery. Yeah, we we realised a few moments before kickoff that we'd forgotten its name. Right. And so I've uh, been to run back to the bar. It's a mosaic pail. Laura's going to give you the background on on the name and what it what it means. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's called Tessellate. Okay. 
What does tessellate mean? Well, I think it means fit things together. Like the only context I know it in is Tetris. And you tessellate your blocks. Is that true? Like a mosaic. I- Oh, yeah. oh gosh, yeah. That nails it. Like, they, maybe they should have used two hot. We were thinking they should fit. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Mary, you, have now, you, you have now positioned yourself as the brainy one on the podcast. Yeah, board, and, uh, and we expect your title now for the, the episode to be the very best. No that might have been the cleverest thing that's ever been re- been recorded on the podcast. <laughs> I feel like we should just stop the last now. Five years. Like, we, we can't... We, <laughs> We can't surpass that now. Everything, everything that we see. The bar's low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a 5.2% mosaic pale ale. It's very nice. Absolutely superb. As our chin-chin. I don't think I've heard of chin-chin. I, I've got a feeling, you know, that um, the reason it perhaps is on here is that the chin-chin um, brothers, um, um, the Curry brothers, who I think just one of them now runs the brewery. He works at Sheffield Window Centre. Oh, yeah. Is it? Mm. On the by corner Fagans. there, out, out there by Fagans, yeah, yeah. yeah. So very, very local to uh, to where we are now. And so I bet he's been in and uh, mm. and done the business. Let's talk, um, let's talk Kellam Island Brewery then. Um, so Simon James, um, how we kind of talked about the fact that obviously the closure was announced in May all kind of happened and then uh, kind of out of the blue this sort of you know rescue um, mission kind of came about how did that all happen then t- t- talk us kind of well, through well, from, from your side as, 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 it, as it folded but it just took some time didn't it I mean yeah yeah I think when it got I think I saw it at the same time as everyone else we all did a thing mm-hmm. which when they announced it on social media and I I think I read it at lunchtime and I had a bit of a quiet afternoon so I just came to the fat cat and sat in the garden had a couple of pints of pale rider not really thinking anything other than oh I'd like to drink some pale rider before it disappears um I've had a lot of birthdays birthday parties in this room actually uh Dino Sophos's 30th was in here um the podcast prince um <laughs> and yeah other other parties over the years and I've just always really liked pale rider and if I'm being totally honest, I didn't quite know. I knew a bit of the history, but only only a tiny amount. And I knew a little bit about Dave Wickett, but again, not only sort of anecdotal and little bits and pieces. And while I was sat drinking the Pale Rider, I was sort of doing the kind of Wikipedia Google search and looking into the history of it all and and just really got an appreciation for just how sort of pivotal that guy was to Sheffield Beer. Yeah. And um and I rang that's when I rang you. Yeah. I rang Simon from here and kind of had a... I was marching up and down the park, car park next door. Just, Trying to get a signal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and just sort of... I think we just were, were both like, oh, that would be a massive shame. It'd be a... We can't let this happen. It's kind of, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. And that was... If we could... We, we didn't know where we were with it, where the brewery was with anything, but if, if there was anything we could try and do, we said we'd try and do it. Yeah. Um, because of the pivotal role Callum and Dave had played in the start of Thornbridge, yeah, um, it was it was key, and it was there was there was certainly a, a completion of a circle that seemed to be the right thing to do. You know, we've got enough to do without doing it, but actually felt like the right thing to do. What was Dave's role in, in at the start of Thornbridge? So when we started Thornbridge, we, before we were doing the beers, we were doing various sort of things, and one of the ideas we had to do was. Um, uh, do a beer and we approached Dave and said would, would uh, Kellum brew a beer for Thornbridge and we'd, 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 we'd marked it as that and he said 
no because i think you've got room to put a brewery so and that was that's how it started in 2004 as as, as, as flippant as that comment was we sort of he sourced a brewery in uh, north yorkshire um and we had the space it wasn't expensive and because we could do it we did do it uh and by october 2004 we were brewing the first beers funnily enough Kellam island won uh, uh great british beer festival in 2004 with pale rider so what the formative years of Thornbridge, for the first six months before we had our own beer out, <clears throat> we were brewing some of the other Kellum beers. So we were, um, what we couldn't do is brew, brew Pale Rider, because if you win uh, DBBF, you have to brew that. But we did some of the overspills, so some of the Kellum Gold. So, Kellum the, so up in North Yorkshire this was? No, 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 we oh, brought right. the brewery down. So All right, the excuse kit came me. down and we used it in the, yeah, old, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the old sheds, which you know, at uh, the hall sort right. of thing. And then... Um, I think it was Paul who was the brewer here at the time oversaw the brewing at, at the hall because we got no staff uh, and we were just used as that and then even when um, our, our brewers came we were still doing uh, Kellum beers a year in and just generally filling space for them kind of full circle isn't it, it? absolutely it's, it's it was amazing. And, you know there was a Pete Brown wrote a piece when it, when it came out and he said if it wasn't for Kellam Island there wouldn't be Thornbridge and then really if it wasn't for Thornbridge there'd be no Kellam Island and that's almost line drawn next chapter mm. and I think that's key uh, for us. I think the, the, there must be so many breweries in the in the UK now that you, you can kind of track back in some way to Kellam Island being such a, a pivotal um, uh, brewery yeah. in in how beer has gone on to develop over Absolutely. you know the 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 last well when you when you 30, look there's, there's a great piece that Boke and Bailey did actually a while ago which is that um, uh, uh, piece where it's sort of it's almost like a like what was the the music one the rock history sort of charts and mm. they did it with the, with with beers and you look at the people who've come out of um, Kellum or, or even the Fat Cat and generally gone on to 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 create Osset mm. Brewery Stansill Magic Rock, you know, lots of things like that. Brewdog, you know, Martin Dickey, who worked for us for two years, he applied for a job at, as a brewer at Kellam Island. And Dave said, well, actually, there's a new brewer we started up next year. You'd be better suited for that. Right. So he was the catalyst for so much stuff, really. Just um, complete the picture for us in terms of the fact that, obviously, we know you two guys are, are here today. Who else is kind of involved in this project? So there's, there's myself... And my brother Tom, who's just really like a, no experience in beer really, other than drinking a lot of it. Um, and he is the kind of finance side of our bit. And then we've got Peter, Peter Donahue from Peter and Paul, which is a design firm who are 100 yards away. Right. So his office is literally at the back of the fat cat. And then we've got Ben Reimer, who has worked for We Are Beer on beer festivals and, and various other things. But essentially, the connecting dot between us all, and obviously Simon and Jim at Thornbridge, is just that desire to save a piece of Sheffield history as much as anything else. They've all, we've all got other jobs, we've all got other things we do as kind of quote-unquote real jobs, but this just felt like a team that could come together and and kind of put Pale Rider back, A, just put it back in the fat cat, yeah. was the, was yeah, the yeah. first thing we did, and that's why we had our launch here. But then, kind of beyond the kind of romanticism of it, I guess, it still felt like, and this was good getting it reinforced by people like Ben, for example, who is very much on the craft beer. We Are Beer is a big craft beer festival. But, you know, it's a 5.2 pretty hot forward beer that still makes sense now, kind of 30 years after it came out, if yeah. that makes sense. 
And I think when you look back into the history, certainly when it won um, Championship Beer of Britain, it was the first Championship Beer of Britain to use American hops, um, which obviously was a massive milestone for beer. And it's been good unearthing a lot of the, a lot of that, and just how kind of forward looking it was when it came out. Mm. Do we know what hops are in? Pelran, you two will, uh, you two will Yeah, I mean, re- the original one, because again, like a lot of beers, oh, no, the, the, a head brew comes along and changes things. And, you know, generally... Jaipur? No, never. <laughs> you didn't need to do it there, did you? Because we've got six hops. But it started off as a single hop Willamette beer. Right. Uh, which, you know, in 1993, would have been quite a revolutionary sort of beer. You know, yeah. you've obviously got people, other people uh, using, using those sort of hops. But, but, and then generally, it looks like over the years, it's been punched up a little bit, and which you would expect sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we're brewing it at the same, with the same recipe to what it finished with, okay. uh, which is a mix of Willamette and then sort of another load of American hops in there. Uh, so we've, we've, we've kept to that one. Mm. Okay. So what, what's kind of the situation as of now? So, so we know that um, obviously Pale Rider was on at the Steel City Beer Festival. Yep. I think a week after that, you had the, the, the relaunch. Yep here um so was it the day after um so what's the kind of the the sort of the situation as of as of now obviously pale riders back into production is that is that happening here what what's kind of the situation at the moment yeah so the situation was there was never a brewery to to buy there was a brand to buy effectively the the kit um had seen some action over the years but wasn't particularly great kit but the buildings aren't weren't available for us to save they're going to be used elsewhere Mm. okay um, so Alderby is brewed at the hall, sorry, at uh, Thornbridge Hall uh, Brewery. So we, uh, we're brewing all the beers there. And generally, that, we thought we'd take it slowly, slowly. It was all about Pairado. There's no, yeah. you know, we weren't going to bring out other beers and that sort of thing. Because, again, we've all got other jobs that we do. But it was about saving Pairado. And funnily enough, the first kit we brewed yeah. Pairado on at Thornbridge was the original kit that you had all them years ago. Yeah. Wow. Where the first where the first beers, yeah, the yeah. beers that you brewed were on that kit. Yeah, it was, it was, eight, it was 18 years version Almost to the, the week, you yeah. said, yeah. Wow. So I got a picture of Dave Wickett with Jim on the kit, I photo I took. And we just looked at it that day, because Ed Wickett came up to the brewery on that day and thought, bloody hell, yeah, this is a completion of a circle. Mm. It really is. It's beautifully, like, poetic, yeah. that, isn't yeah. it? That's, that's fantastic. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. But the idea is, yeah, let's save Pale Rider. Let's just get that beer sort of, you know, he's had a very short period of not being available when we look back in the history of it. So for for uh, publicans listening to, to this, is, is, is there going to be a plenty of it around for trade and anyone can take it and who did they contact it's taken us by surprise a little bit hasn't it because we were the idea was that we were going to sort of brew on the on the old whole kit uh, just do that sort of thing just now and again now and again and actually keep it relatively sort of local uh, yep. that was that was the idea uh, there was no grand plan but very quickly it became very sought after so we're now brewing it on the big kit uh, and a brew we did a brew last week and it sold out straight away, didn't it? Within two wow. or three days. So. Yeah, and I think what's taken us... It's hard to... A lot of the people we are selling the beer to as well obviously have like a massively emotional attachment to it. So we're getting... All, like we had an order last week from Bristol for eight casks. You know, and the, and the pub emails you and you're like, what? why? You know, like... <laughs> and then, it's, you know, a, a woman from Scotland in a pub in Dunbar emailed us and said, I want six casks. And we were like in to East Lothian <laughs> I mean, so like so we've kind of had to very quick I mean we've only been doing this three weeks yeah. four weeks and we've already had to kind of set up 
kind of wholesalers with it and, and you know mm. but if you want it direct from us and your local it's trade at kellenbrewery.co.uk and we, we are more than happy to supply as many people as we can really yeah. Um, but yeah it's been fascinating seeing it get outside Sheffield as well it will have it will have been a, a permanent beer in many pubs across the land, and we, we just don't don't know that. No, no, absolutely, we? yeah. We, we just because I think what that. they were doing, especially over the last sort of years, we were doing it with a lot of the national wholesalers because they, they, they had less of a workforce, sales force, so yeah. it was easier to sell a lot to one person than have people uh, trudging the streets. But so yeah, there will be, and and again, when when we look back. You trolled through all of the sort of stuff on social media, didn't you, as well? Well, what I've done, yeah. And them. also, we got a spreadsheet of all the old customers, yeah. which had about 4,000 pubs on it. <laughs> so I looked at this spreadsheet and I was like, oh, Tesco petrol no. station. Like, well, yeah, Tesco. random ones. You know, like, but it was obviously so personal that you had like, I look, you, there was a date attached to the listings, and some of them were like a guy's name from 18 years ago with like a landline number. And I was like, I mean, I'm, A, I'm going to have to see if this place Are we is going still to phone open. that number live on the show <laughs> yeah, tonight? Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, yeah, it's been massively encouraging, I think. Ooh. And also, what's not just because it's obviously very, there's a, it's a really good news story in a time where there's not a lot of good yeah. news stories in beer, right? Because we all know why and yeah. energy costs and other breweries going bust. I think the week we launched, Two or three got yeah. announced as going. Skinners went that Skinners week, went yeah. down yeah. that week. The week we we kind of relaunched it. So there's there's a lot of kind of doom and gloom, but it's a good news story. But what has been really encouraging is the places that have had it on. It's sold really quickly. Mm. So they've we're already getting repeat orders, and I think like you say, Sean, I think a lot of places probably did have it as a pretty permanent mm. line. Mm. And I think we 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 went with a 2004 pump clip, which is is another nice kind of. Mm. reminisce yeah. um, we took a step back yeah took a step back initially to, we, we will kind of I guess rebrand it and kind of um, make it relevant to now but it was a really nice gesture I think to use that 2004 kind of championship beer clip and yeah people just seem to have bought into it I think there's like an element as well of people don't realise what they've got till it's gone absolutely do they? And yeah absolutely. there was no um, when Kellum did announced they were closing there was no kind of build up to that no, there was no was this stand. might happen to yeah, us please support you know people didn't kind of have um, that you know like that call to action that, that opportunity to save yeah. them did they, they didn't yeah. you know, and right, now yeah. I think now that it kind of has yeah. had a little hiatus yeah, so yeah. to speak and it's back and people really want to show that yeah. they would have really missed it if yeah, they'd no, been absolutely. able to get it again and that kind of thing. Absolutely. What we did try and do is we took the branding bike but we slightly modernised the beer in that we made it a vegan beer because generally when, when D- Dave Wickett was a vegetarian right. so the fat cat always saw vegetarian food sort of thing so, and we thought that actually he would have probably made those steps back then, but the, but but he wasn't. The technology wasn't around and that sort of thing. So we wanted to try and bring, bring a little bit of what Dave would have probably done. And actually, if there was a brewery starting out in Kellam Island now, he would probably be doing a more modern cask sort of beer sort of style. So, and that's that's gone really. We've had no because again, as you as you know, some of the some of the stalwarts of the beer scene will not look at a beer if it has a slight. Yeah tinge yeah. off bright is that true apparently <laughs> so but we've had nothing it's been a really odd thing we've had we've we've met no negative barriers and there's plenty of them in social media world since we announced this through to it going on sale and people drinking it there has it's been a continuation of a good news story really yeah i was trying to think back to when when we talked about it in the episode i think it's one we did at the dorothy packs might have been 
and I'm trying to like kind of just think what what what's happened and what why has it come to mm. this and you know you obviously you've always had your classic last 10 15 years of me drinking Sheffield you've always seen your farmer's blonde your Aberdale moonshine and then you always just see either easy rider pale rider and it, it only occurred to me then I'm thinking when was the last time I saw any real any kettle mine beer in any yeah. other pub like before probably the, you know the crisis with this just yeah. it just almost it kind of fell out of fashion I don't think it really kind of it did. It started not speaking to anybody because it kind of modernised its brand a little bit yeah. too far, and it's alienating your kind of classic drinkers. Yeah. And I think it. I think you pulling it back. Stools, weren't they? And I think. Yeah. And I think with the with a, it's difficult to sell beer in this day and age at the moment. But I think when you've got a lack of staff, so after COVID, they'd lost the salespeople and lots of sort of stuff. You are going to probably sell your beer to the easiest person to sell it to who's going to come and drive a van and pick 36 of them up and go mm. not actually have somebody going around the Sheffield mm. pubs yeah. you're right you didn't see it in Sheffield I also think like Covid can't be underestimated either I think mm. you know a small cast brewery is going to got absolutely slaughtered by Covid you mm. know and and credit to Ed, he's been nothing but incredibly supportive through the whole thing, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He was brilliant. You know, he came to the first brew up at Thornbridge and he, he's been amazing. And for Dave's son to kind of give us that kind of pat on the back and say, off you go, was, was really important to us, I think. Mm. And, um, but, you know, by the end of it, Ed will admit, you know, he was driving the van, he was doing yeah. the brews, he was ringing the thing. It was like almost thankless for him, you know. Yeah. And I think he, he's certainly not alone in that. I think we all know that, you know, yeah. there's a lot of other stuff going on in the industry that's, that's making it really we difficult. Should, we should thank Ed tonight because we were all sat upstairs in the uh, the football bar and he, he said you two were waiting for us in the, the, v, <laughs> the VC. <laughs> so we had a quick look at each other, what the VC might mean. <laughs> What um, is the VC? The visitor centre. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. You learned something Stealing new. Stealing my thunder there, Sean, it was me. It was Laura that got <laughs> it. Uh, she, but, so <laughs> I'm, I've got uh, neither the VC or the Tesla tonight, <laughs> but that's not unusual. Vice Chancellor's here, isn't it? Yeah. A, a question off the back of that kind of discussion, and I think you've touched on part of the answer to, to this in, in the way that you talked about that, and, and I don't want to appear to be going all kind of Piers Morgan here, but, you know, obviously... Kellam Island Brewery um, ultimately, you know, went the way that it that it did. How confident are you now that you can make this sustainable? I think, well, from from our point of view, I I bring a bunch of people, a, a, a reserve of people, and uh, that we can actually put into this brewery, which it wouldn't have been able to afford uh, yeah. standing on its own two feet. So with that, I think on the brewing side and, and sales side, we can do that. Elsewhere, we have another bunch of expertise and and, and no salaries being taken out of things. Well, there's that. Yeah, I mean, it's an important you know, thing. Size yeah. probably underselling himself a little bit there. I think, like, I can say it because I'm not him. But Thornbridge brew fantastic beer, and everyone knows that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I think the setup up there is amazing. And luckily, there's enough capacity up there because it's such a good setup for us to go up there and do this. You know, yeah. I, you know, I don't think that would be the case with perhaps any other brewer in the city or the region maybe to a, a have the desire to do it b to give up capacity of of when they're brewing all their own beers and actually be happy to do it and you know and and see kind of there is no c actually and b covers it <laughs> i've ran out of things to say. Um, but yeah and then and then our, i guess from my side of it this is i mean this is not my background my background is opening bars and starting a music festival and all that other kind of stuff but fundamentally it's still it's kind of brand work isn't it it's how to build a brand and make it relevant and get it out to bigger audiences and I think that's 
why it's such a good kind I of think team up. Because we're Sheffielders, and I think that's because it's too easy to lose something, yeah. especially in this day and age where we just things come and go. And I think actually, you know, we, we, we do need to keep things. There does need to be some something put. Down. Do, <laughs> does every member of the new team support Wednesday? Or uh, <laughs> no, uh, no. Do, do ben Rhyme is a United out. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's the one. <laughs> so he's very balanced. outnumbered. Literally like eight to one outnumbered. So yeah. so he's in charge then? No, he's not. Um, we, we're, we, we've already got like a bit of a band subject matter on WhatsApp because yeah, he's a he's a blade. So. Yeah. What about the future then? You've, you've, you've talked obviously about the focus at the moment being on on uh, Pale Rider. Um, I'd imagine you must have had conversations about what happens next and, and, and where you, you, you go with things. So what can you tell us about what the, the future holds? Well, I think it's, it's important not to... We've, like I said, we're about a month into this, right? And the kind of fanfare and the, and the joy of doing Pale Rider is, is very evident and people love it and that's, that's brilliant. And what we don't want to do is kind of overthink it or get carried away or dilute the fact that Pale Rider's back and go and be doing three or four collabs a year and do Easy Rider and Bet Noir and all these other beers. You know, the flagship beer is Pale Rider and it's also one that is really important to us and really important to the city of their range. Not saying we won't do it, but the immediate kind of attention is Pale Rider, definitely for the foreseeable future. And I think... What we've discovered already, actually, is going from that kind of, well, we'll get it back out there and we'll do it locally. Actually, this beer's got legs nationally now. Mm. We, you know, we're talking to London distributors and South Coast distributors and Scottish distributors. And what, you know, as Si has alluded to, this is a group of people all with other jobs. But actually, straight away, we're seeing that there's quite a lot of work to get a pale rider back out there. So mm. it's definitely our focus for the foreseeable. I think as well, like, from the outside looking in, it's the one that obviously although it's not a thornbridge beer it yeah. fits it seems to yeah. fit really nicely as a partner to it's not kind of sitting too closely next no, to anything I think, that I think thornbridge right, are doing yeah. and yeah um it's it sort of partners seems to partner them really nicely yeah and i think what we've got to try and do is 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 make pale rider relevant again in, in a in a in a beer market which is completely different to 30 years ago when it was first brewed and that's a challenge for any brewer anyway so i think that's that's something we want to do make it relevant again make it available again in bottles cask i want to say in terms of packaging i yeah. noticed mini kegs over yeah. the, the weekend got got launched so it's available currently on cask and in mini kegs. Yeah. yeah so i think we started this week yeah or some winging the way to you at all in um, time? Some, yeah, well, I immediately responded on social media, of course. <laughs> well, I know, it's <laughs> And so uh, details have been promised. Yeah, yeah I think so we did about 1,000 mini cats. Yeah. yeah. So in the first few days... What for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've, we've sold quite a few in the first few days. Because, again, it's, it's not going to be until maybe February, March when we're looking at small packs sort or of stuff. So we yeah. wanted to get... It, we're not going to be selling it everywhere around the country in cask at the minute we're just sort of trying to keep to a local sort of area uh, so people further afield can get a taste of it from a mini cask uh, before Christmas and again, it's that thing again that we don't want to kind of run before we can walk we want to get it out there in pubs we're also like passionate about pubs mm. yes obviously Cy and the Thornbridge guys own a brewery but they also own pubs you know and I think and I own pubs and that's kind mm. of a connection between us both and that one of the things we were really passionate about was it all being on, all being available in the pubs we own. Mm. And I think, again, not to kind of harp on about COVID, but one of the, the first drink I had out of COVID was cask, cask beer because I missed it so much, you know. And yeah. I think we want to kind of 
give it its uh, give it its rightful place as a really important UK yeah. cask beer, not just Sheffield. You know, I think that's important. On behalf of our listeners who will who will now be thinking this question, I'm sure. So it's available here currently in the Fat Cat. What other pubs can we name drop that are, uh, I've are got a light, light, oh, clever? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I have got a li- I've got Dom's oh, yeah, sales yeah, list. Course, yeah. um, Brilliant. So it's in in Sheffield. It is in the Great Gatsby, Picture House Social, all of the Thornbridge pubs, all of the Thorn- Thornbridge pubs outside of Sheffield yeah. as well. So Birmingham, York, York, Birmingham, Leeds, yeah. Leeds um, loads of other Sheffield places. Um, I've been trying to get round them all, which. Uh, has been a pint like, in each. Pint, I was just uh, yeah, a, a half in each and a photo. Um, there's a lot. I mean, there's that's the list. There's there's too many. There's there's a lot. Amazing. Loads of places in Sheffield. Uh, you know, Sheffield Tap's got it on. Um, yeah. Beer Engine's got it on. Uh, loads of like more. Can, if can, you can name a place, can we say that Bankers Draft doesn't? They have it. don't have it. Well, that's. I mean, can we say, can we talk about that? Yeah. You can talk about that. Within a day of announcing we were going to do it again, Weatherspoons were on the. Yeah, I've known that last time I had it was in, in Mumwell in the Weatherspoon. Yeah, there. Um, so we year. said no, um, and that's the, and that's mainly because I think Weatherspoons certainly have the place, mm, and actually they they agreed to pay twenty five percent more for it than they right. were doing before. Mm. But it's mainly about, and we're not supposed to do this, but protecting pricing <laughs> on the bar. And I just thought to give to pay a rider and the people who will be selling it probably just needed a little bit of protection over the next sort, next sort of year that actually they can charge correctly for that yeah. without somebody running around charging less which is their right to do yeah. but it's equally our right whether we choose to sell it to them or not I also think something that we're definitely aligned on as a, as a group is that and Pete Brown did that really good article recently yeah. around there's been a bit of a race to the bottom on price in the cask world and I think it's part of the reason part of the reason that a lot of them are closing and that it's become so price conscious that the profit margins with higher energy bills and higher costs are being massively squeezed. And I think that cask, this is happening anyway, I think, but I think it'll happen more, and I hope it does over the next few years. It's an incredibly unique product in the UK. And when other, you always say that when like the Brooklyn guys come over from America, the first thing they want to do is drink cask beer. You know, they're obsessed by it because it's completely ours. Yeah. And if it was a product from another country, if it was San Marzano tomatoes in Italy or a type <laughs> of champagne, or it'd have DOP protection. Mm. You know, it'd be like yeah. recognised by the government as being a really important product. So I don't think we wanted it to be a race to the bottom on price. It's a 5.2% beer. Mm. It shouldn't be cheap, you know. It, it would probably be daft of us while we've got you here not to kind of ask you a little bit about the kind of the pub situation. Obviously, you've mm. both got kind of a, a unique insight into, into that. It's been such a crazy kind of two and a half three years hasn't it obviously lockdown first of all i mean there were obviously problems before that anyway but but lockdown particularly the knock-on from from that now we've got a cost of living crisis people potentially with less money in their pocket to spend combined with an energy crisis and i think one of the things that we all associate with when we talk about going to the pub is that feeling of like coziness and and warmth that you kind of get from um from from that um what's your kind of take on what the situation is at, at, at the moment and 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 how how do you think this is going to play out I think it's a bigger challenge in COVID, actually, because in some ways, COVID had support. Yeah. So furlough scheme helps everybody. There were uh, rate rebates. There were all sorts of different things. At the moment, it just feels as low as a little bit. We've been left on our own. And it's like, crack on. And people are closing pubs. 
every week. And that's the biggest challenge now. Is is it's not just it's a it's a twofold challenge. In that, what you've got is you've got people coming to the pub with less money in the pocket, and all you're thinking about doing is putting your prices up yeah, to yeah. try and uh, do that. And that is a huge challenge. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you're working very hard to stay still. If that makes sense. Mm. So you can only get away with so many price increases, can't you? Even though you know you need to do them. We, all my places have done three price increases this year. Right? Wow. And you're conscious that you don't want to start alienating a massive group of your customer base. What I would say is, and me and Si have talked about this, none of the places, you're not seeing it drop off a cliff. No. Customers are there. People are still coming out. The spend pad's probably slightly lower, but you're having to, your bills have gone up. Your costs have gone up. Everything's gone up. But people are still coming. And I do think one thing to be said about like the British is when times are crap, everyone wants a drink. When times are good, <laughs> everyone wants a drink. Like it sort of seems that everyone's still coming out. But like, as Sarah has alluded to, whilst we had support going through COVID, it feels like uh, we've been kind of left to our own devices through the energy crisis. Um, but you can only you can only do what you can do, can't you? you know. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's it's so hard, isn't it? Because I sit and think about this, and 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 pubs, one of them. But uh, you know, I look at kind of other industries as well, and just think it's almost an impossible equation. It's it's hard to kind of see what the answer to it is. Because you you're right, you know, you put up prices. That's naturally going to either make things more difficult for people to come and spend money, or put people off spending money. And it's like this is this is exactly the point that some kind of government intervention seems to be required because when you when you're backed into a corner with that kind of impossible yeah. conundrum it's just you can't solve it it's, it's impossible other than someone who just wants to throw some money at it it's just it's 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 crazy isn't it and i guess you know we're all we're all kind of seeing this now aren't we with pubs and, and kind of thinking it's it's becoming like such a difficult difficult situation for them mm. now and again when you look at the generally the, the the tactics of of the big brewers tends to be that actually at times of austerity they will throw a lot of cheap beer into a supermarket so if you go into these supermarkets now eggs might have gone up butter's gone up everything's gone up beer's cheap from the big brewers beer's dead cheap at the minute you know you're buying 12 bottles of this for eight quid whatever and that's what they'll do and, and the biggest threat to the pubs is people drinking at home it's got to be because it's so much cheaper because you know it's not a level playing field again they're sat on big cash reserves which they've had over the years and this is their time as covid was a little bit as well to really sort of push push their brands i suppose going back to what you said uh james it's like you can't but you can't get cask at home can you no this is it i think and you've got hope that there's enough people mini cake. mini casks yeah, yeah, available, it's not the same. Uh, available it's not on the, the website um yeah i think fingers crossed that kind of keeps people coming out still <laughs> but I do think I think especially because last Christmas got scuppered as well I think people seem to still want to go out there and I think as kind of with our hospitality hat on you've got to provide something for people that they can't get at home right so cask beer is one of those things your staff are massively important yeah. you know that interaction that people have with staff yeah. uh, like you've said a warm room a nice atmosphere music whatever it might be you've got to give something that people can't get at home I think that's essential it's the it's just the good old-fashioned British pub isn't it, it that's is, yeah. that's what we need now yeah. is is that that feeling that you just can't get anywhere else you know we can all sit and drink beer at, at home yeah. and, it's, and it's lovely and there's absolutely a place for that but it can't replace the pub no 
I think he can replace. I think what what might struggle is food sometimes because it becomes a more because the food prices have just gone up so much anyway yeah. that actually serving food in in restaurants and pubs has got very difficult. So if there is a cheaper night, it's going to the pub and having a couple of pints, isn't it? You know. So I found myself go, when I go to the pub now, more much more likely to pick the, you know, four to five and a half percent cast beer rather than the exciting yeah, yeah. sounding thing on keg. I did um, the same over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, cask all the way. Yeah, yeah. I do, yeah, and I think that that's not unusual. I think that's that's I'm seeing more of that in in our place. Than I'm sure you are. There's a thing as well of I think everyone's gone on this kind of. Um, cask beer journey over the last let's say 10 years of wilder and wilder beers and you know i like a kind of nine percent mushroom stout as much as the next man <laughs> but we are british people and i want to go and have like five of the same thing do you know what i mean like or have four or five pints at a time and not have to kind of have a third at of least the mushroom back. stout's vegan i mean <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. it's probably yeah. a conversation itself though but as much as like covid kind of did its damage it's kind of almost like saved cast because everyone craved it yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was the one thing you couldn't get and maybe classic beers and it was like there was a big thing about timothy tales that everyone all of a sudden everyone it was everyone's yeah. favorite beer again and like and it's just because you, you can and it is that kind of it's not always nostalgia it is a good beer it's yeah. a really good beer and to be honest it's a long time since i have drunk it and it's tastes tastes great you've done yeah. a really good job of it i'd be interested to see to get like a, the old version and just see what that see. just see what that's slightly different because there will be there will yeah, be a slightly different kit will do something and brewers and stuff for interpretation yeah, again it'll ne- we'll never be able to do it no but it's yeah, tasting great yeah so. no we've been really pleased with it yeah we have yeah uh, and <clears throat> Here has been selling so much of it, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, mad. I mean, that, that first week here, it, nine eighteens of Pale Rider, yeah. you know, in a week, <laughs> like 1,125 <laughs> pints in yeah. four, five days. Yeah, five days, wasn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. only a tiny pub, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> <Mad>. <laughs> and they sell other things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite nice. Other beers are available. How many of them were you two? Quite well, I, I have, I've had like two drinks in November because October, I think think I had about 300 pints per pound. <laughs> <laughs> and those two beers were actually at the brewery when you were doing no. Yes, they were, yeah. It was going to Thornbridge that ruined it. <laughs> I did like 18 days booze free and then Sai gave me a 6.5%, yeah. which one was it? Byron Bear. Byron Bear. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah, ruined me. Amazing. I think, I, I, joke, I think I've always had a question about like, because if you live in Sheffield, you never know how, what the actual reach was of someone like Kellam Island. Mm. And like you know, you'd be talking to someone listening in London, going like, I'm "Not bothered, like, what, yeah. you know, what's Kellam Island?" And then obviously you've gone back to a classic pomp clip, which makes sense because it's when they won the thing. But then someone might see that in a pub in few months time and go, "That's some old Twiggy beer that's yeah, yeah. like no we, one's at the Hallamshire House." It's referred to Alpine Pine of the Champion, please. Alpine <laughs> the Champion, yeah. Because it's a younger sort of crowd who probably don't know the Kellam Island brand has some resonance locally doesn't it but again it's, it's not Brooklyn is it it's not Camden outside of that area Brewers might understand what were you saying about that little like yeah, yeah. I think or, or gamma gram or whatever of all the different connections yeah. but I think people who know know and I think it's, it's, it's generally a traditional beer isn't it you know it's been around for 30 years coming up and I think but you know we're not the world's not waiting for Pale Rider either you know, but I, I think it i think it possibly is I think yeah. a distribution question is how how do you find other than a phone call from the old lady in lothian or, or yeah. the, the guys at bristol rewarding the pubs that have championed that beer 
for many years and even Ed wouldn't know because yeah, it's yeah. gone through a national yeah. distribution. How how do you yeah find and support those pubs that were devastated when it went? But nobody nobody up here. The power of social media has a clue. Is, is a great yeah. thing. You, you've seen yeah. that. Yeah, I mean the social media thing's been huge. You know, just as soon as we announced it, the, the amount of emails and messages we got saying, oh, "I'm so glad it's back." I re-, you know, I'll put an order in. What do I email? Mm. And also going through that sheet of previous customers and getting in touch with them directly. Mm. So we haven't done like a kind of uh, round robin email that's gone out to everyone we've emailed them individually Individual. as pubs you know and I've, and I've said hi it's James we're the new owners of this uh, of Kellow Island we, we know that you've bought yeah, it before yeah, yeah. do you want to buy it again and we've just had really lovely responses of like thanks for saving it and I'd love to make an order and, mm. and it's been as simple as that really mm. um, so that sheet's given us kind of so much to go on because we've got everyone who's ever bought it effectively so uh, did you say the sheet was dated as well yeah i mean some yeah, of the so some was, of the contacts are in i'm going to say what the earliest the earliest one has to be contacted first really I, well, I, I, i'm, yeah. I'm sure you have it in reverse yeah. order yeah, yeah. The, the next one after, after yeah. that uh, i've been doing it alphabetically so there's a lot of pubs yeah. beginning with a and b that are stuck in Payorada at the minute um <laughs> <laughs> Next week will be like C and D. That's a good clue for listeners again. Yeah, yeah. Finding yeah. It. And actually, next, next week he's on the bar in Finland because we've got a couple of casts gone over to Finland. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if, if Callum ever exported, and I'm sure they did because Dave had his bar in New York. But uh, yeah, so again, he, you know, people are generally interested in English beers, aren't they? You know. Yeah. Uh, and certainly with a story behind them. And I think that's so the old toad would have served Pale Rider uh, previously over in Rochester. Oh, they would have done. Yeah, it that. wouldn't have been. It would have been. It was brewed. Um, uh, would have been brewed in upstate All right. somewhere yeah. as a small batch sort of right. so yeah so James if you could bring back any other any one other Kellam Island brewery beer what would it be I know what mine is do you want to go first oh. uh, go. <laughs> I want I would like to they, so many many years ago they did a collaboration with Brooklyn the bottle of which is up on that shelf oh wow um, and it's called was it Brook- smoked. Brooklyn Smoked Porter? It was on the opening of the you know the Brooklyn Bridge down here. There's, mm. there's a little Brooklyn Bridge across yeah. uh, the, ball, the ball. Yeah, the ball bridge. Is that what it is? No, that's probably. I think it's just just behind here. And Garrett Oliver from Brooklyn oh, Brewery yeah. came over and opened the bridge. It's a tiny bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't but, know but that we, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I'm know a this. Photographs of it with the Lord Mayor and Garrett Oliver and Dave Wicky, so I think. <laughs> so they brewed uh, Brooklyn Smoked Porter, available in bottles and casks. So, uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mine would be Bet Noir, which I always thought was a great name for a beer. As a, as a dark cask beer, I thought it was a, was a, was a wonderful beer sort of thing. So, so if we get our way, they'll be... Depending on yeah. whether Garrett can make it or not. Yeah, yeah. Because Garrett, Garrett was really pleased about it all. So he sent me the recipe and all the notes and the pictures right. of him and the Lord Mayor sort of thing. Wow. So, and funnily enough, Garrett's brother was over with us this week. Yeah. And he was down here having a few pints of Pearl uh, right. Rider. And Simon, if you, I mean, this is a daft question to ask you because you could do, but if you could bring back any Thornbridge beer, what would it be? Whatever anybody wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Please email sales at. Uh, I think, you know, what we've done and what we've tried to do, and you've probably seen it, is is bring back a lot of the older beers, especially on casks or thing. Because I think we've we've done that many. I mean, same with you guys. You must have, you know, we stopped counting a long time ago. But, you know, there's, there's always there's always one to bring back 
and I think Chiron's now was it Chiron's Co- yeah, Co- Chiron. really, yeah my old boss yeah. always used to badger me every time I see it it'd be like I've seen some Chiron <laughs> yeah. I did uh, see the uh, tweet earlier about the subscription boxes oh, with yeah. uh, Pedro Jimenez yeah, Necessary no. Evil oh, and no. I was doing a little drool at my yeah. computer Ooh. earlier on I've, I've had every every version of Necessary Evil so far. Um, not necessarily drunk them all, but I've got them all. Yeah. There's a there's a few that are in uh, that are in storage, so that'll be yeah. that'll be going on the. It's been a great series. On the Christmas we've been lucky enough to to win quite a few awards recently as well. So, but they've been they've been some great beers. Is that going to be on general sale or is it? That will be. It goes to beer club members first, yeah. but I think there's enough for people sort of stuff. So uh, yeah. I'll put it Wild in my Raven. Put it on. If you want my answer. Wild Raven or Val Raven. Val Raven. Val Raven. That was the subscription box only, wasn't it? At the moment, I'll ask. Yeah. So, um, again, it's, it's the small bite stuff, so it's like mm. 40 cask of beer there. Mm. How quickly was that wish granted, Sean? Quick cask for Peaks yeah, yeah, as well. Which pubs again? ABCs again. I'll find out where. I think, did Twin Peaks make a little recovery? Yeah, Twin Peaks. Yeah, Sierra Nevada. last year, yeah. That was Sierra Nevada's first, uh, first ever collaboration. What, was it, what did you want to do with Odell's? We did two. We did one called Pond Hopper. Colorado you know, Red. Over, one over there. Oh, yeah. And then we did Colorado, Colorado Red. Red. Yeah. yeah, that would be another one. Yeah. So uh, we've got a few few lined up next year, actually, which would be quite... One quite big one, which would be quite interesting, but yeah. Has, has Best It made a comeback at any point? It, it came back, I think, during COVID. Because at COVID, you're like, just give them what they want. want it? You know, <laughs> stick it in a can, send them all out. So I think we did Best It. During okay. lockdown, yeah. I think I missed weekends. that. I must have missed that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't really remember lockdown, to be honest. It's a bit, no, of, a, it's a, bit of a blur looking back. <laughs> um, right, so we, um, we, we, we started with um, Pale Rider Rides Again, and then that led on to the comeback kib. Yeah. Any, any advances? You've had the best part of 45 minutes... Got we've one. got we've got six brains in this in this room. I went quiet for about all, ten all of, seconds earlier. All of all of who are, are better than mine, so we must have, we must have better. So my mine uh, applies to both the beer, the podcast, and tonight's episode. No pale imitations. Not as good as yours. <laughs> I felt as if I needed to oh, put, put something in It's play. a bit shit, isn't it? <laughs> Bastard. Sorry, mate. I've got nothing. Nothing. Don't look at me. I'm still chuckling at a comeback, Kib, so don't yeah, what, 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 what were your twos? <laughs> you, you've had four weeks to think of yours, so just let me, let's just hear your two again. Uh, the what, comeback, Kib. The comeback, Kib. But that was, uh, originally it was just your know, pale rider rides again. But that was stolen because that was that was the the branding for the for the relaunch. So that wasn't that wasn't mine. Mm. I can only take credit for the comeback kib. Comeback kib. It's original. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I'd, mm. I'd go with it. Are we no, going with that? We're wearing t-shirts or something for it. <laughs> we, so. can, we can do t-shirts if <laughs> if you want. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I think that, I, I think with that, four weeks, Laura would have come up with better than that, but. Laurie's good at these types of things. It's not going to turn into one of those, what do you call a glass made of plastic things again, is it, where we end up doing a Twitter vote? Beaker. We're not, we're I even uh, supplied a logo. Yeah. Beaker. I, uh, <laughs> and you were beaten what, by... What was it, it was that won plus, it? Plus, wasn't it? Yeah. Plus. My suggestion. Yeah. 
as basic as it as basic <laughs> as it gets. Uh, right, that's going to wrap us up then for uh, this episode. Simon and James, thank you very much. Thanks, pleasure. Um, oh, yeah. It's it's brilliant to see the brewery back. It's brilliant to see Pale Rider back. Um, I can't wait to see what you've got kind of up your sleeves for the um, for the for the future. And I think from from all of us, and I think from everyone that's listening to this as well, we wish you the very best of luck with um, with the brewery and everything that you do Cheers, from uh, you. from this point onwards. Thanks ever so much. Cheers. Uh, we're going to be back in um, December which of course is our annual pod crawl um so we've we've got to uh, after we after we finish recording this podcast we've got to sit down and figure out the bars that we're going to be going to um and how on earth we're going to get our new recording equipment between different venues um because we've got quite a bit more of it than we used to do so that's going to be interesting um so we'll be back in um in december and we will see you then good night cheers Bye. Cheers.